No, it hasn't started. I do listen, but Guru Maharaj sent you to give all mine. What's the issue then? Today. So I don't think we have.
हरे कृष्णा हरियर कृष्णा प्रभु जी हरे कृष्णा
No, no, I, I inquired which of the slokas covered. So, Mataji, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, text 26, very, very important verse. Extremely important for preaching and for personal practice also. Patram pushpam bhalam toyam yome bhaktiya prayachati tadaham bhaktipa hritam ashnami prayatatmanaha. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. Purport, Vivek Prabhu, you can read. Madan after this, you start. Uh, yes, Shalji. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. For intelligent person, 
it is essential to be in krishna consciousness engaged in transcendental loving service of the lord in order to achieve a permanent blissful abode for eternal happiness the process of achieving such a marvelous result is very easy and can be attempted even by the poorest of the poor without any qualification the so only qualification kind of required in this connection is to be a pure any kind of qualification without any kind of qualification without any kind of qualification the only qualification required in this connection is to be a pure devotee of the lord it does not matter what one is or where one is situated the process is so easy that even a leaf or a little water or fruit can be offered to the supreme lord in genuine love and the lord will be pleased to accept it no one therefore can be barred from krishna consciousness because it is so easy and universal who is such a fool that he does not want to be a krishna to be krishna conscious by this simple method and thus attain the highest perfectional and life of eternity bliss and knowledge krishna wants only the loving service and nothing more krishna accepts even a little flower from his pure devotee he does not want any kind of offering from a non devotee he is not in need of anything <laughs> from anyone because he is self sufficient and yet he accepts the offering of his devotee in an exchange of love and affection to develop krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life bhakti is mentioned twice in this verse in order to declare more emphatically that bhakti or devotional service is the only means to approach krishna no other condition such as becoming a brahmana or a learned scholar a very rich man or a great philosopher can induce krishna to accept some offering without the basic principle of bhakti nothing can induce the lord to agree to accept anything from anyone bhakti is never causal the process is eternal it is direct action in service to the absolute whole hari krishna hello krishikesh prabhu you can read next para हरे कृष्ण श्री प्रभुपाद की जय बाय श्री प्रभुपाद लॉर्ड कृष्ण हैविंग प्रभु जी थैंक यू हियर लॉर्ड कृष्ण हैविंग एस्टैब्लिश दैट ही इज द ओनली एंजॉयर and pimeval lord and the real object of all sacrificial offerings reveals what types of sacrifices he desires to be offered if one wishes to engage in devotional service to the supreme in order to be purified purified and to reach the goal of a life goal of life the transcendental loving service of god then one should find out what the lord desires of him one who loves krishna will give him what one who loves krishna will give him whatever he wants and he, and he avoids offering anything which is undesirable or unasked <clears throat> thus meat fish eggs should not be offered to krishna if he desires such things as offerings he would have said so instead he clearly requests that a leaf fruit flower and water 
be given to him and he says of this offering i will accept it therefore we should understand that he will not accept meat fish and eggs vegetables <coughs> grains and fruits milk and water are the proper food for human beings and are and are prescribed by lord krishna himself whatever else we eat cannot be offered to him since he will not accept it thus we cannot be acting on the level of loving devotional devotion if we offer such foods hari krishna thank you is yamuna maitra is there or yes prabhu ji she can read the next para hari krishna in the third chapter verse 13 shri krishna explains that only the remains of sacrifice are purified and fit for consumption by those who are seeking advancement in life and release from the clutches of the material entanglement those who do not make an offering of their fruits he says in the same verse are eating only sin in other words in other words their every mouthful is simply deepening their involvement in the complexities of material nature by preparing nice simple vegetable but but, but, preparing. but preparing nice simple vegetable dishes offering them before the picture or deity of lord krishna and bowing down and praying for him to accept such a humble offering enables one one to advance steadily in life to purify the body and to create fine brain tissues which will lead to clear thinking above all the offering should be made with an attitude of love krishna has no need of food since he already possesses everything that be yet he will accept the offerings of one who desire desires to please him in that way the important element in preparation is in serving and in offering is to act with love for krishna hari krishna uh, devidasi mata ji can you read next para yes prabhu ji in the third chapter verse 13 Sri Krishna explains that only the remains of sacrifice are purified and fit for consumption by those who are seeking advancement in life and release from reading? the clutches of the material entanglement. What are what are reading? Those who do continuation, Prabhuji, in the third chapter, verse thirteen. Nine twenty-six, last paragraph. The impersonal philosophers who wish to maintain. Yes, yes, Prabhuji. The impersonal philosophers who wish to maintain that the absolute truth is without senses cannot comprehend this verse of Bhagavad Gita. To them, it is either a metaphor or proof of the mundane character of Krishna, the speaker of the Bhagavad Gita. But in actuality, Krishna, the supreme Godhead, has senses, and it is stated that his senses are interchangeable. In other words, one sense can perform the function of any other. This is what it means to say that Krishna is absolute, lacking senses. He could hardly be considered full in all appearances. In the seventh chapter, Krishna has explained that he impregnates the living entities into material nature. This is done by his looking upon material nature, and so in this instance, Krishna's hearing the devotees' words of love in offering foodstuffs is wholly identical with his eating and actually tasting. This point should be emphasized because of his absolute position. His hearing is wholly identical with his eating and tasting. Only the devotee who accepts Krishna as he describes himself. without interpretation can understand that the supreme absolute truth can eat food and enjoy it sorry prabhu hmm. thank you very interesting ha huh? 
Prabhupada is saying only the devotee who accepts Krishna as he describes himself without interpretation can understand that the supreme absolute truth can eat food and enjoy it. So next verse is uh, again uh, in many ways the essence of the Krishna conscious uh, philosophy. Yat karoshi yad asnasi yad jihoshi dadasi yad tapasasikaunteya tatkurushva madarpanam Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, and whatever austerities you perform, do that, O son of Kunti, as an offering to me. Uh, Hari Hari Prabhuji, Hari there. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, yes, Prabhuji. Perfect by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Thus, it is the duty of everyone to mold his life in such a way that he will not forget Krishna in any circumstance. Everyone has to work for maintenance of his body and soul together. And Krishna recommends hearing that one should work for him. Everyone has to eat something to live. Therefore, he should accept the remnants of foodstuffs offered to Krishna. Any civilized man has to perform some religious ritualistic ceremonies. Therefore, Krishna recommends, do it for me. And this is called archana. Everyone has a tendency to give something in charity. Krishna says, give it to me. And this means that all surplus money accumulated should be utilized in furthering the Krishna consciousness movement. Nowadays, people are very much inclined to the meditational process, which is not practical in this age. But if anyone practices meditating on Krishna 24 hours a day by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra round his beads, he is surely the greatest meditator and the greatest yogi, as substantiated by the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. I think it should be around, no? I don't know why it's mentioned as round. It kind of looks like wrong English. Okay, text 28. Shubha, Shubha Phaler, Evam, Moksha Sekar, Mabandhanai, Sanyasa Yoga Yukta, Atma, Vimuktomamu, Pashyasi. In this way, you'll be freed from bondage to work and its auspicious and inauspicious results with your mind fixed on me. In this principle of, renunci in this principle of renunciation, you will be liberated and come to me. Yes, Prabhuji, Hare Krishna. Purport, purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. One who acts in Krishna consciousness under the superior direction is called Yukta. The technical term is Yukta Vairagya. This is further explained by Rupa Goswami as follows. Anasaktasya vishayan yatharham upuyunjataha nirbandha Krishna sambandhe yuktam vairagyam uchyate. Nine and a half. Sindhu, Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Your marks. Half marks. Upayunjata, Upa you dragged. Upayunjata, okay, okay. Upayunjata, uh, Rupa Goswami says, uh, Rupa Sorry, Goswami says that as long as, as long as we are in this material world, we have to act. We cannot see acting. Therefore, <laughs> if actions are performed and the fruit not you. And I was just thinking. Proper using the word acting is very interesting. I was just thinking we cannot see his acting. I was thinking differently. 
therefore, if actions are performed and truths are given to Krishna, then that is actually situated in renunciation. Such activities clear the mirror of the mind, and as an as the actor gradually makes progress in spiritual realization, he becomes completely surrendered to the supreme personality of Godhead. Therefore, at the end, he becomes liberated, and this liberation is also specified. By this liberation, he does not become one with Brahma Jyoti, but rather enters the planet of Supreme Lord. It is clearly mentioned here, Mam Upaishasi. He comes to me, back home, back to Godhead. There are five different stages of liberation, and here it is specified that devotee who has always lived his lifetime. under the direction of the supreme lord as stated has evolved to the point where he can after quitting this body go back to godhead and engage the creation of the supreme lord thank you raja nuga mata ji next sir hari krishna anyone who has no interest but to dedicate his life to the service of the lord is actually a sanyasi hmm. such a person always thinks of himself as an eternal servant dependent on the supreme will of the lord as such whatever he does he does it for the benefit of the lord whatever action he performs he performs it as service to the lord he does not give serious attention to the fruitive activities or prescribed duties mentioned in the vedas for ordinary persons it is obligatory to ex- execute the prescribed duties mentioned in the vedas but although a pure devotee who is completely engaged in the service of the lord may sometimes appear to go against the prescribed vedic duties actually it is not so hari krishna ah hari hara actually you no know, i don't want to ask you if you but uh, you already neck deep in the work uh, reshma mata ji you can post that verse it comes in geeta i forgot which shloka i think in the first chapter it comes where uh, madhavendra puri is, uh, is mentioning the shloka that sandhya vandana badram astu that's how it goes i forgot the full verse so he is thanking sandhya vandana he is thanking bath also say i don't have time to do all this because i am so busy in performing devotion service to the lord So you can locate that verse and just please uh, post it to the translation. Yes, ma'am. Madhavendra Puri has written that verse. Mr. Madhavendra Puri or Yamuna Chara, I'm not very clear. Yes, Madhavendra Puri. Ramni Vishaka Mataji, you can read the next para. It is Hare Krishna. It is said, therefore, by the Vaishnava authorities that even the most intelligent person cannot understand the plans and. activities of a pure devotee the exact words are tarandra taravakya kriya mudra vigyana bujai taravakya kriya mudra vignena bujai vignena bujai chaitanya charitamrita vignana bujai madhya leela 23.39 a person who is thus always engaged in the service of the lord or is always thinking and planning how to serve the lord is to be considered completely liberated at present and in the future his going back home back to godhead is guaranteed he is above all materialistic criticism just as krishna is above all criticism mm-hmm. hari krishna 
Another important shloka just shows how Krishna is uh, unbiased and impartial to his creation. Samoham sarvabhuteshu name dveshyo stina priyaha ye bhajantitumam bhaktya mahite teshu chapyaham. I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. Hare Krishna, did you call my name? Yeah. Yes. Anand Pranam. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. One may question here that if Krishna is equal to everyone and no one is a special friend, then why does he take a special interest in the devotees who are always engaged in his transcendental service? But this is not discrimination. It is natural. Any man in this material world may be very charitably disposed, yet he has a special interest in his own children. The Lord claims that every living entity, in whatever form, is his son, and so he provides everyone with a general supply of the necessities of life. He is just like a cloud which pours rain all over, regardless of whether it falls on rock or land or water. But for his devotees, he gives specific attention. Such devotees are mentioned here. They are always in Krishna consciousness, and therefore they are always transcendentally situated in Krishna. The very phrase Krishna consciousness suggests that those who are in such consciousness are living transcendentalists situated in him. The Lord says here distinctly, Mahite, they are in me. Naturally, as a result, the Lord is also in them. This is reciprocal. This also explains the words, Ye yatham Whoever surrenders unto me, proportionately I take care of him. Should I stop here, Prabhu? No, no, I continue. This transcendental reciprocation exists because both the Lord and the devotee are conscious. When a diamond is set in a golden ring, it looks very nice. The gold is glorified and at the same time the diamond is glorified. This, the Lord and the living entity eternally glitter and when a living entity becomes inclined to the service of the Supreme Lord, he looks like gold. The Lord is a diamond and so this combination is very nice. Living entities in a pure state are called devotees. The Supreme Lord becomes the devotees of becomes the devotee of his devotees. If a reciprocal relationship is not present between the devotee and the Lord, then there is no personalist philosophy. In the impersonal philosophy, there is no reciprocation between the supreme and the living entity. But in the personalist philosophy, there is. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Are you there? Uh, no, yes. Maybe just the name and the husband may be hiding behind the name. <laughs> <laughs> the, the example is often given that the Lord is like a desire tree. And whatever one wants from this desire tree, the Lord supplies. But here the explanation is more complete. The Lord is here stated to be partial to the devotees. 
this is the manifestation of the lord's special mercy to the devotees the lord's reciprocation should not be considered to be under the law of karma it belongs to the transcendental situation in which the lord and his devotees function devotional service to the lord is not an activity of this material world it is a part of the spiritual world where eternity bliss and knowledge predominate okay now uh, i don't know we've been having so many wonderful shlokas one after another and uh, this verse is probably going to be uh, one verse where we can have a full class just on this verse and uh, please do memorize this verse it's uh, very powerful apichet sudura charo bhajate ma maranya bhag sadhure vasamantavya samyak vyavasito hi saha even if one commits the most abominable action if he is engaged in devotion service he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination all prabhu there richakamata ji yes sir madhi hari krishna it's friday chutti mm. yes sir okay. yes, okay. uh, purport by shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai the word sudurachara used in this verse is very significant and we should understand it properly when a living entity is conditioned he two kind of activities one is conditional and other is constitutional as for protecting the body or abiding by the rules of society and state certainly they are different activities even for the devotees in connection with the conditioned life and such activities are called conditional beside these the living entity who is fully conscious of his spiritual nature and is engaged in krishna consciousness or the devotional service of the lord has activities which are transcendental which are called such activities uh, uh, activities which are called transcendental such activities are performed in his constitutional position and they are technically called devotional service now in the conditioned state sometimes devotional service and the conditional service in relation to the body will parallel one another but then again sometimes these activities become become opposed to one another as far as possible a devotee is very cautious so that he does not do anything that could disrupt his wholesome condition he knows that perfection in his activities depend on his progressive realization of krishna consciousness sometimes however it may be seen that a person in krishna consciousness commits some act which may be taken as most abominable socially or politically but such a temporary fall down does not disqualify him in shrimad bhagavatam it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in transcendental service of the supreme lord the lord being situated within his heart purifies him and excuses him excuses him for that abomination abomination the material contamination is so strong that even a yogi fully engaged in service of the lord sometimes becomes ensnared but krishna consciousness is so strong that such a occasional fall down is at once rectified therefore the process of devotional service is always a success no one should deride a devotee for some accidental fall down from the idol path for as explained in the next verse such occasional fall downs will be stopped in due course as soon as devotee is completely situated in krishna consciousness hari krishna shivani doga mata ji hari krishna prabhu ji dandatana 
therefore a person who is situated in krishna consciousness and is engaged with determination in the process of chanting hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare should be considered to be in the transcendental position even if by chance or accident he is found to have fallen the words sad- sadhur ev he is saintly are very emphatic they are a warning to the non devotees that because of an accidental fall down a devotee should not be derided he should still be considered saintly even if he has accidentally fallen down and the word mantavah is still more emphatic if one does not follow this rule and derides a devotee for his accidental fall down then one is disobeying the order of the supreme lord the one quali- the only qualification of a devotee is to be unflinchingly and exclusively engaged in devotional service in the nrsimha puran the following statement is given bhavati cha hara cheta okay you read you read you read bhavati bhavati cha harav ananya cheta brisha malino api virajate manusah nahi sasha kalusha cha chahbi कदाचित तिमिरा बरा पराभावितम उपायति चंद्रह वेरी गुड द मीनिंग इज दैट इवन इफ वन फुली एंगेज इन द डिवोशनल सर्विस ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज समटाइम्स फाउंड फाउंड एंगेज इन अबोमिनेबल एक्टिविटीज दीस एक्टिविटीज शुड बी कंसीडर्ड टू बी लाइक द स्पॉट्स दैट रिजेंबल द मार्क ऑफ अ रैबिट ऑन द मून सच स्पॉट्स डू नॉट बिकम एन इंपेडिमेंट टू द डिफ्यूजन ऑफ मूनलाइट सिमिलरली the accidental fall down of a devotee from the path of saintly character does not make him abominable thank you hari krishna so yesterday shivani mata ji had made a trip to east of kailash temple and she gave darshan <laughs> yes sahaj came to my room yeah i mean nice. she came and she made a kind contribution to the temple also कनेक्शन devotional service is more or less declaration of war against the illusory energy as long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy there may be accidental fall downs but when is but when one is strong enough he is no longer subjected to such fall downs as previously explained no one should take advantage of this verse and commit nonsense and think that he is still a devotee if he does not improve in his character by devotional service then it is to be understood that he is not a high devotee thank you hari krishna so that's first time you heard shobni mantri read thank you and this is a natural outcome the previous verse is leading into the next verse 
क्षिप्रम धर्मात्मा शाश्वत शांति निगछति he quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O oh, son of Kunti, he declared boldly that my devotee never perishes. Swadhyaya Prabhu. Sorry, I missed it. Swadhyaya Prabhu, we are so used to him not reading that way. Krishna Prabhu, Dhanavad Pranam. Thank you for giving me opportunity to this should not be misunderstood. In the seventh chapter, the Lord says that one who is engaged in mischievous activities cannot become a devotee of the Lord. One who is not a devotee of the Lord has no good qualification whatsoever. The question remains, then how can a person engage in abominable activities, either by accident or by intention, be a pure devotee? This question may justly be raised. The miscreants, as stated in the seventh chapter, who never come to the devotional service of the Lord have no good qualification, as stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Generally, a devotee who is engaged in nine kinds of devotional activities is engaged in the process of cleansing all material contamination from the heart. He puts the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart and all sinful contaminations are naturally washed away. Continuous thinking of the Supreme Lord makes him pure by nature. According to Vedas, there is certain regulation that if one falls down from his exalted position, he has to undergo certain ritualistic processes to purify himself. But here, there is no such condition because the purifying process is already there in the heart of the devotee due to his remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead constantly. Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama should be continued without stoppage. This will protect the devotee from all accidental fall-offs. He will thus remain perpetually free from all material contaminations. That's will Prabhupada. Thank you, bro. Text 32. Maam hi parthabhyapa shritya yepi syupapayonayaha triyo vaishyas tadha shudras tepe yanti param gatim. O son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women, vaishyas, merchants, and shudras, workers, can attain the supreme destination. Because for the Hare Krishna Prabhuji. It is clearly after, declared here. Uh, just moment. Just moment. This, if somebody's name is uh, omitted, kindly read the next para. After Vikas Prabhu finishes. Madan Saru Prabhu is missing. Yes, Prabhuji. Vikas Prabhu. It is clearly declared here by the Supreme Lord that in devotional service, there is no distinction between lower and higher class of people. <laughs> in the material conception of life, there are such divisions. But for a person engaged in transcendental devotional service to the Lord, there are not. Everyone is eligible for the supreme destination. In Srimad Bhagavatam 2.4.18, it is stated that even the lowest who are the, called the Chandalas, dog-eaters, can be purified by association with a pure devotee. Therefore, devotional service and the guidance of pure devotee are so strong that there is no discrimination between lower and higher classes of men. Anyone can take to it. The most simple man taking shelter of the pure devotee can be purified by proper guidance. 
according to different modes of material nature men are classified in the mode of goodness brahmanas the mode of passion kshatriyas or administrators the mixed modes of passion and ignorance vaisyas or merchants and the mode of ignorance shudras or workers these lower than them are called chandalas and they are born in sinful families generally the association of those born in sinful families is not accepted by the higher classes but the process of devotional service is so strong that the pure devotee of supreme lord can enable people of all lower classes to attain the highest perfection of life this is possible only when one takes shelter of krishna as indicated here by the word vyapastriya one has to take shelter completely of krishna then one becomes much greater than great gyanis and yogis hari krishna bol hang on just pull it down yeah okay thanks good text 33 kim punar brahmana punya bhakta rajarsha yastatha anityam asukham lokam imam prapya bhajasvamam how much more this is so of the right is brahmanas the devotees and the saintly kings therefore having come to this temporary miserable world engage in loving service unto me apart by sri prabhupad prabhupad ki jai this material world there are classification of people but after all this world is not a happy place for anyone it is clearly stated here anithyam asukham lokham this world is temporary and full of miseries not habitable for any sane gentleman <laughs> this world is declared by the supreme personality of god at to be temporary and full of miseries some philosophers especially mayavadi philosophers say that this world is false but we can understand from bhagavad gita that the world is not false but it is temporary it is a difference between temporary and false uh, sorry there is a difference between temporary and false this world is temporary but there is another world which is eternal this world is miserable but there is another other world is eternal and blissful you read you read not okay i finished reward this. reward for the service <laughs> thank you roji arjuna was born in a saintly royal family to him also the lord says take to my devotional service and come quickly back to godhead back home no one should remain in this temporary world full as it is with the miseries everyone should attach himself to the bosom of the supreme personality of godhead so that he can be eternally happy the devotional service of the supreme lord is the only process by which all the problems of all classes of men can be solved everyone should therefore take to krishna consciousness and make this life make his life perfect thank you prabhu what happened you were supposed to call me na and drop in no by then adbhut prabhu had left by the time i finished the work adbhut prabhu had left so that is done already that work uh yeah bank work is done oh okay now uh we coming to a very important verse 
9.34 and 18.65 so practically uh, we are reaching the half point of uh, bhagavad gita in one sense because in the 18th chapter we have some 70 odd verses i think 76 verses or something 76 or 79 uh, and uh, we are literally at the half point of bhagavad gita 79 i think is the number of words yeah 78 i think yeah there are 78 verses in the gita in 18 chapters now we reached and chapter 34th verse and uh, interestingly it is almost the same as 18.65 manmana bhava mad bhakto madhya ji mam namaskuru ಮಾಮಯಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಟೇಟೆ that all devotional service should be offered to the supreme personality of god at krishna unfortunately unscrupulous commentators divert the mind of the reader to that which is not at all feasible such commentators do not know that there is no difference between krishna's mind and krishna krishna is not an ordinary human being he is absolute truth his body his mind and he himself a one and absolute it is stated in the kurma purana as it is quoted by bhakti siddhanta saraswati goswami in his anubhashya comments on chaitanya charitamrita fifth chapter adilila verses 41 to 48 deha dehi vibhedoyam neshvare vidyate kochit this means that there is no difference in krishna the supreme lord between himself and his body but because the commentators do not know this science of krishna they hide krishna and divide his personality from his mind or from his body although this is sheer ignorance of the science of krishna some men make profit out of misleading people there are some who are demonic they also think of krishna but enviously just like king kamsa krishna's uncle he was also thinking of krishna always but he thought of krishna as his enemy he was always in anxiety wondering when krishna would come to kill him that kind of thinking will not help us one should be thinking of krishna in devotional love this is bhakti sorry that is bhakti anukulyena krishna anushilanam it should be positive one should cultivate the knowledge of krishna continuously apratihata what is that favorable cultivation it is to learn from a bona fide teacher krishna is a supreme personality of godhead and we have several times explained that his body is not material but is eternal blissful knowledge this kind of talk about krishna will help one become a devotee understanding krishna otherwise from the wrong source will prove fruitless one should therefore engage his mind in the eternal form the primal form of krishna with conviction in his heart that krishna is the supreme he should engage himself in worship there are hundreds of thousands of temples in india for the worship of krishna and devotional services practiced there in such practices made one has to offer obeisances to krishna one should lower his head before the deity and engage his mind his body his activities everything that will make one fully absorbed in krishna without deviation 
This will help one transcend Krishna Loka. One should not be deviated by unscrupulous commentators. One must engage in the nine different processes of devotion service, beginning with hearing and chanting about Krishna. Pure devotion service is the highest achievement of human society. The seventh and eighth chapters of Bhagavad Gita have explained pure devotion service to the Lord that is free from speculative knowledge, mystic yoga, and fruitive activities. I think somebody has joined, no? Oh, my sister joined. Those who are not purely sanctified may be attracted by different features of the Lord, like the impersonal Brahma Jyotir and localized Paramatma. But a pure devotee directly takes to the service of the Supreme Lord. You can read the next paragraph. There is a beautiful poem about Krishna in which it is clearly stated that any person who is engaged in the worship of demigods is most unintelligent and cannot achieve at any time the supreme amount of Krishna. The devotee in the beginning may sometimes fall from the standard, but still he should be considered superior to all the philosophers and yogis. All other. All other philosophies and yogis. One who always engages in Krishna consciousness should be understood to be a perfectly saintly person. His accidental non-devotional activities will diminish and he will soon be situated without any doubt in complete perfection. The pure devotee has no actual chance to fall down because the Supreme Godhead personally takes care of his pure devotees. Therefore, the intelligent person should take directly to the process of Krishna consciousness and happily live in this material world. He will eventually receive the supreme award of Krishna. Thus, I end the Bhakti Vedanta purpose to the ninth chapter of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of the most confidential knowledge. Srila Prabhupada Ki. So, we concluded uh, the ninth chapter. What we'll do is tomorrow I'll give a review of uh, the verses that we did not cover uh, uh, through discussion, although all of you read it. So, tomorrow will be a full fledged review class of uh, verses from. Uh, I think from 11 onwards, we, we discussed, uh, we discussed, I guess, uh, 13, 14, we discussed, right? 15 and 16, I discussed yesterday, apparently. Yeah. So 17 to 34, uh, we'll have a quick review. And of course, Alok Rishikesh Prabhu and his Dharma Patni, Yavanamaya Mataji, will be um, covering the review presentation of this chapter on uh, Monday. Tomorrow being Ekadashi, We'll try to see if we can cover these portions fully. I really had a desire to have a Japa session instead of uh, uh, this, but then, you know, all of you are already doing a Japa session in the morning and I don't want to impose my impure Japa on you. So um, what we can do is uh, we'll just have a review discussion of the remaining chapter. So that there is a complete recap and then at least the second part of it. And then uh, Prabhu and Mataji can <clears throat> discuss it on Monday. And on Sunday, I guess we start the sixth canto in Bhagavad Pravaha. Uh, just a few quick points before we conclude. Um, of course, we can take questions. I need not be directly related with the class also. But if you remember that verse 9.26, which is where we started today. Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. 
It's a very typical point that we often stress. Many of you are already aware of it, but I just want to reiterate that. That uh, Krishna says, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. He doesn't say Chikanam Matanam Eggam, uh, something else. You know, he clearly says Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. And Prabhupada therefore says, we are Krishna-tarians, we are not vegetarians. If Krishna had said he will accept me, then we'll take. We'll take. So that's fine. But because Krishna is saying patram pushpam phalam, this is a patram refers to Tulasi, Acharya has mentioned. So clearly the indication is that what Krishna eats, we eat. And the interesting part is in that verse, Krishna uses the word bhakti twice. Patra pushpam palam toyam yome bhaktiya prayashati. One who offers with love and devotion. Tataham bhakti upakritam. Again, the word bhakti is used. So twice Krishna is using the word bhakti in that shloka to reiterate that the real offering he takes is actually bhakti. Shri Jiva Goswami mentions that any of the upacharas that are offered to the Lord, like when I go to the altar, um, I notice that, you know, we have, like during Aarti, we have seven upacharas plus uh, the uh, bell. Uh, during morning Abhishek, there are Shodash upacharas, there are 16 upacharas that one offers. Uh, in the morning, we through mantras and water and sometimes with the actual paraphernalia offer uh, various things. Idamachamaniyam, Esha Dantakashta, which is Dantakashta meaning to is Datun. Jikwalekanam, which is the tongue cleaner. Hastamukha Prakshalanam, we wash his uh, hands and mouth. And then Padhyam, Achamaniyam, all these things we offer. There are many offerings that we give to the Supreme Lord throughout the day. If you notice in most ISKCON temples, we have six to seven boga offerings and that's definitely arthis big and small. But really, Jiva Goswami says, the offering that Krishna wants, and even in the absence of any other paraphernalia, the one ingredient, one upachara that is most essential is bhakti. If that is there, the other things can be even neglected. That is why I asked that shloka to be posted by Reshma Mataji about uh, Madhavendra Puri saying that he's begging forgiveness from Sandhyavandanam and Bath and others because he doesn't have time because he's worshipping the Lord. Well, there you go. Rahul Prabhu has done some hard work. Or is it, who posted it? Rahul, you posted or? Yes, sir, I just shared the screen probably, yes, sir. Sandhya Vandana Bhadramastu Bhavato Bhosnana Tubhyam Namo Bhodeva Pitarashyatarpana Vidau Naham Kshamaksham Yatam Yatra Kvapi Nishadhyayadabakulo Tamsasya Kamsadvisha Smaram Smaram Agham Haramitadalam Annekimanyename Oh my prayers three times a day all glory to you. Oh bathing I offer my obeisances unto you. Or demigods or forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. Now, wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. 
it's such a powerful verse and uh, the next paragraph propad mentions that but when one is fully in krishna consciousness and is engaged in his transcendental loving service one becomes indifferent to all these regulatory principles because he has already attained perfection if one can reach the platform of understanding by service to the supreme lord krishna he has no longer to execute different types of penances and sacrifices as recommended in revealed structures so this is a verse that uh, uh, this you can post in the group rahul uh, yes sir the very interesting words yadate moha kalilam buddhir vyakti tarishyati tat gantasi tat gandasi nirvedam sotavyasya sotavyasya sotasya cha when you have when your intelligence has passed out of the dense forest of delusion what is this dense forest of delusion this is basically the vedic injunctions go to the previous verse no sorry go to 53 Anyway, that's one more words. I forgot the verse number. Yami ma pushpitam. Goes like that. So coming back to this point, the most important ingredient. Uh, come back to the same verse. Nine point two six. The most important ingredient in any offering to the Supreme Lord is bhakti. So therefore, Krishna is stressing uh, the word bhakti in the purport. It's mentioned. without the basic principle of bhakti nothing can induce the lord to agree to accept anything from anyone bhakti is never causal the process is eternal it is direct action in service to the absolute whole so uh that's a very critical verse and we must remember that uh, we have nothing to offer krishna we have nothing to offer krishna It's out of Krishna's causeless mercy that He is accepting service from us. Doesn't need anything. He is Atma Rama. But out of His causeless mercy, He is engaging us by accepting our offering. So our offering should contain bhakti. If there is no bhakti, then offering is meaningless. Okay. So I'll conclude with that because. Uh, i want to take at least one question we started at around 7:13 i think we can have time for one question and then we'll review the chapter chapter 15 onwards tomorrow are there any questions or comments hari krishna tanu pranam prabhu ji pranam prabhu ji prabhu ji yesterday you mentioned Uh, that the only cause of bhakti is bhakti prabhuji i wanted to understand this more true yeah so 
So bhakti cannot be created by anybody other than bhaktas. Because Krishna cannot give himself. He doesn't easily give himself. So like in today's lecture in the morning, I forgot the reference. Uh, Prabhupada's lecture, Prabhupada says that Krishna doesn't give himself. He says, surrender unto me. That's it. Sarvadharman Paritejya. But Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Lord. He's the Supreme Lord and he's giving himself freely. Nija bhakti karam priya charutaram natanattana nagara rajagalam kulakamani manasilasya karam pranamami sachishuta gauravaram. Nija bhakti kunavrita nati karam. It's all his, his devotion, his own devotion. Look how merciful Mahaprabhu is. That he is giving himself, he is giving the Lord, he is the Supreme Lord. He is saying, perform devotion service unto Radha Krishna and Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahyanya. So, by itself, Bhakti cannot be given. That is why he is Narada, because he gives Narayana. Krishna doesn't give himself, like we discussed in Nectar Devotion, that um, Krishna will give you car, Krishna will give you bangla, Krishna will give you a beautiful wife or a husband, he will give you wonderful children, he will give you even peace of mind, but he will not give you pure devotion. Why? If he gives you pure devotion, then he will have to sell himself. What is left then? So, therefore, the, the prerogative of distributing devotion therefore lies with Krishna's devotees or most merciful because they want everyone else to share the same bliss that they have experienced in taking the names of the Lord, in serving him, so on and so forth. So in that way, in many ways, the devotees of the Lord are more merciful than the Lord. Uh, I think, let me just check. There is one verse in the 18th chapter, 18.67 probably. Hmm, This 67th verse says that Idamte na tapaskaya na bhakta yagadachana na cha shushru shaveva acham na chamam yobhyasuyati. This confidential knowledge may never be explained to those who are not austere or devoted or engaged in devotional service, nor to one who is envious of me. So, like you know, those people who worship demigods. Uh, or worship everyone or worship the Brahman. Theoretically, they're all aparadhi to Krishna. They're envious of Krishna. Because they cannot tolerate the fact that Krishna is a supreme person. So they want to introduce their own intelligence. You know, My uncle told me this. My father told me this. So therefore, so-and-so is also God. Why should not everyone be God? It's all these sort of things. Uh, and there some people say, no, there is no God. Why should somebody, there be a God? All these are envious categories. So the Gita should theoretically not be explained to those people. But yeah, here it's like, there are many persons who envy Krishna because he has explained in the Bhagavad Gita that he is the supreme and that nothing is above him or equal to him. There are many persons who are envious of Krishna. 
such person should not be told of bhagavad gita that for they cannot understand there is no possibility of faithless persons understanding the bhagavad gita and krishna that's the point so in the last line prabhat says without understanding krishna from the authority of a pure devotee one should not try to comment upon bhagavad gita so what it means is that sadhu sangha is a birthplace of bhakti a pure devotee out of his costless mercy can give krishna in many ways uh the recipient is helpless because the impact of the pure devotee's mercy is so much more than his own free will to resist the devotion to krishna like even if you preach to me if i am resistant to your preaching i will be misusing my free will and not surrendering to krishna correct krishna will never interfere with my free will if i don't want to be his devotee yes but the the mercy and the overwhelming desire of the pure devotee to connect unlimited condition souls to krishna and to get them delivered there is jiver daya is so overwhelmingly compassionate for krishna that he inspires the not yet devotee or the non devotee to take his association from within and feel inspired to say take a book buy some prasadam go to the temple or something and that way like propat said you have no sukriti i have given you sukriti so therefore the birthplace of bhakti is sadhu sangha krishna bhakti janma mala hai sadhu sang did we post that shloka i think we posted it many times couple of times probably i'm not sure but i think you post that shloka today yes prabhu no don't be lazy and say that i tried for it i couldn't find it and then rahul or ritika will search it in one minute and post it you are far smarter than you are posing to be so be uh, you post this shloka today or tomorrow when you have time that is the answer to you from the scripture that i could get out does it satisfy you yes prabhu ji thank you prabhu ji this bhakti by itself cannot yeah so let's go sorry Hare Krishna Prabhu sorry for interruption just want to know the uh, number of the bhagavad gita shlok that you are referring to for hari hara prabhu ji that's not bhagavad gita it's chaitanya charitamrita shloka krishna bhakti janma mula hoy sadhu sang mula means root sadhu sanga is the root of bhakti so uh thank you very much for joining tomorrow we'll have a review of this shobhni mata ji aapko kaisa laga class uh thank you prabhu ji bahut acha laga uh, class aaj ka aur uh, aapne mujhe opportunity di hai class attend karne ke liye i will be very thankful to you yeah thank your you english so is really good 
when you read it didn't it look why are you why were you holding back proje main aap log kitne intelligent log hai unke feature i'll feel so pretty राधिका भक्ति Rahul, you posted it already in the group. Two point five two per put. Yeah, Prabhuji, I'll post it. Everybody got the meter right. It was straightforward. It is a Vedic meter that I read. So some of you can practice if you want. Sandhya Vandana Bhadra Mastu. Oh ho! Who is that with Devidasi Mataji? Vaishnavi's daughter, Prabhuji. Vaishnavi's daughter. Oh, acha. Little Vaishnavi. What is her name? I can't hear her. Shantita. 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 I can't hear you. You're too far. Chepo, chepo. Shantita. Shantita. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Prabhu Ji. हरे कृष्ण चपो गुड यू टाइप अर नेम सो पीपल आई कैन स्टिल स्टार्ट्स विद एस एंड विद रमणी विशाखा मंत्री इज ऑल्सो कंपनीड बाय हर attachment file who's there who else is there yes fading in and fading out what's the name of the kid the mother i kept keep forgetting lochandas prabhu ah wonderful name lochandas Lochandas is, is that festival is over na? It is supposed twelfth na the festival is coming I think. Uh, it's coming Prabhu. I His think. appearance day is also like uh, on fifteenth. His birthday actually. Oh. His first birthday. Ah, fourteenth. The second birthday. This time fourteenth. Fourteenth is Lochandas star na? Fourteenth. Yeah, but fifteenth is his second birthday Prabhu. Oh okay. Lochandas Thakur has written such wonderful. Uh, offerings including uh chaitanya mangal and so many beautiful bhajans parama karuna pahudu jan one of my favorite bhajans 
So very happy that you gave us his darshan. <laughs> Thank you. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So Shobhani Mataji, you associate with Nidhivan Radhika Mataji, okay? It will be good for you. Ji Prabhuji. Okay, Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for giving me such association. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. She's she's a very genuine Vaishnavi. She will help you. Yeah. When I tell you are a genuine Vaishnavi, you must understand that Krishna wants you to become a genuine Vaishnavi. Prabhuji, I understood. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji.